Mike, how are we feeling about this matchup? I never feel good going into a Packers game. That's the sad thing. There's a difference between Mike that's on the podcast and the Mike that you're talking to here. The Mike that you're talking to here is honest. The Mike that you're talking to on the podcast is an overly bombastic Packers fan. A truth teller. Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and with me, as always, I have my best friend in Packers land, the man who knows all things, a truth teller in his own, Bill, a.k.a. Big Willie. Hello, everyone. And then, as a surprise for everyone here, a treat for the people at home. We have with us today, resident Bears fan, but turned Panthers fan, because his second favorite team is anyone who's playing the Packers. Heyo. We have Jeremy. At the buzzer, Jeremy shows up for the pod. Yeah, I, so so uh, Jeremy is up at 411 GTZ, God's time zone. Shout out Big Calendar. And uh, we're just so proud of him. We sent out the bat signal. Jeremy answered. We're happy to be uh, happy to have him here. We're as surprised um, as any of you are, honestly. Yeah, so surprised. Okay, um, before we get into it, uh, we're going to give you a little overview. We're going to go through a game preview. We have our Cheesehead of the Week, our very much live celebrity prediction. Everyone savor that. It's getting cut. It's gone after this year. So just take it up. Uh, ain't no such thing as curfews. We are doing our staples of the program, the drinking game, and things to remember if the Packers lose, even though they won't lose, because you are listening to the Packers pregame podcast, the podcast for those who know why and how the game happened, but they want to know when, where, and what. So, Bill, let's get into it. We are officially in scoreboard watching season. We're also in control your own destiny season. Oh my god. The Packers are gonna be scoreboard watching while being able to control their own destiny i can't handle it I, I don't know what to do with my hands i don't i don't think my eyes can focus i'm gonna have to go like a chameleon and like two different eyes going two different directions i don't know how to handle it i don't know how to handle it either i feel like what we're doing right now is all the packers are going to be saying is all we can do is focus on the game in front of us but as packers fans I don't have to do that. Yeah. I and I'm going to be watching the hell out of that Chiefs-Saints game. I, you know what? Hand up. I will not watch one second of that game. <laughs> um, I don't care. Because okay. I'm, because I, why, don't you, why don't you care, though? Okay, because this isn't the Packers. This isn't the Saints-Chiefs pregame pod. This is the damn Packers pregame pod. Okay. okay perfect. All right. Moving on. Well, Bill, tell me hold about on. Tavon Austin. I, well, before we get into uh, Tavon Austin, I would like to uh, just go back real quick. Um, I could be wrong, and I probably am, but um, this combination of scoreboard watching and controlling their own, controlling our destiny, I feel like it's been a while since we've done that, and I also feel like the last time I did that, we lost in a brutal playoff loss. Although that could be literally any year. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what's sad is I have no idea what year you're talking about. Well, I feel like the last time we did that was like 
I don't want to say 2011 because it was. I feel like it was apparent for a while, like, oh, we're going to be the one seed because we were a really good offensive team. Um, but like, yeah, I just I, I feel like it's been a while since we were doing the the scoreboard watching plus like like I feel like I'm in baseball season right now. Yeah, you know? no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, it, it's it's this weird thing where it's like I have as a masochist Packers fan and I know what's coming. I have so little confidence in the fact that we're gonna win out, even though we're favored in all three games mm-hmm. by according to five thirty eight more than three points in all three games we're favored. Mm. And I'm still not confident in us winning all three games. So no. I need the chance to lose. Yes. I so, mean, how how could you be confident with with Tractor Cito coming to town next week, okay. running all over that defense, oh. and then you gotta go to Soldier Field? How can you expect to win in Soldier Field? Well, pr- actually, pretty easily, to be honest. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm not too worried about Week 17. Uh, Bill, tell me about Taylor Austin. Let me. Well, let me tell you all about him. So, Swervin Irvin on IR. Hate to What's see it. Um, oof. You know what? I don't have the. Uh... Oh, shit. You're fine. Okay. Um, I just. Sorry. I accidentally closed out the uh, super secret tab. Um, the. You know, don't I don't have the. I, what? I said, don't talk about it. Well, you know, it just slipped out. I'm sorry. Um,. I don't have the PFF page open. Um, Chris Collingsworth, the, I guess the check didn't clear, and I g- didn't get my subscription to it. Um, so I can't okay. tell you that. But what I can tell you is that uh, Tavon Austin is due. So like get that. ready. I like that. Um, it looks like the Panthers will not have Christian McCaffrey, uh, which seems like it should matter. But I think that Bill... I or Jeremy could run for 150 yards against the Packers defense. So does it actually matter? Uh, short answer, no. <laughs> Long answer, answer, not at all. <laughs> Do we have a, a little bit of a, a Ewing theory on our hands? P- Panthers better without Christian McCaffrey? Ooh. Ooh. Are they? Do you have any – what's your DVOA to back that up? <laughs> um, the Panthers are ranked um, – Ninth in the league in total offense without him, and only fifteenth um, with him. Oh! Wow! Wow! Jeremy. Look at you! Yeah. Right off, right off the brain. You know, I just, I, I didn't even have to look that up. I just knew that. It's, Listen, you, it's crazy the amount of things that you that someone can just know on the Packers podcast. Well, but Bill, he's a truth teller. That's why we allow him on the podcast. That's it is. Yeah, I know that's right, and you know that is the truth. I would like to think I'm becoming an honorary truth teller. Well, you're not so much so honorary Bill, anymore. Um, you are a full bore. No, yeah, not even honorary. Oh, I mean, you can walk around outside of the podcast and tell people you're a truth teller. That's right. And then just bring with that stat. All right, mm-hmm. green light. That's right. Bill. What's up? The Packers need this one for the one seed. That's right. And... Because we control our own destiny, we're in the fourth quarter of the season. I want to walk. I want you to walk me through why the Packers need this. Is it because you read Peter's Twitter feed last night? It is. It's 100% why. 
Tell me more. What did Beater have to say? What's the DVOA of us <laughs> needing the one seed? Uh, I would say pretty high, actually. Because <laughs> um, we do have... So, from what Peter said, what I gleaned off of it was... Uh, Who? <laughs> Beater? Oh, Beater. Okay, yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I misspeak? I think you did. Okay, my bad. Um, anyway... Um, so we do need to win because I think mainly, mainly uh, the main argument of his of his tweet was, I guess people were talking about resting starters week seventeen, which we're not, you know, undefeated, so it's just an asinine place to start from anyway. Um, but he was basically saying that no, we, I mean, we could do it if some things fall certain ways, but basically we need to win both our NFC games. Um, to secure the one spot, like for sure. Okay. I hope I surmised that as good as I could. You did. You did a great job. Um, you know, it's hard. It's so hard I was to, looking up. You know, it's hard to get all of Beater's immense knowledge, you know, down into one little soundbite. Well, especially when you don't have the PFF um, subscription because you're trying. Right. To right. I don't. I don't have Beater's. DVOA open to me. So, so. Um, I was looking up because I'm a degenerate. Yes. The lines for the game. And well, that's not so much the being a degenerate. That at 51. And the Packers can't not score 30 points in a football game. This offense is ridiculous. You, um, hey, you want to know the DVOA on that? What's that? Number one scoring offense in the league. Yes. Okay, I have something I want to talk about. Actually, I, I want to pick a bone here. Pick it. I just have. I have a Ryan, question. pick it. I have a question for you guys. Yes. Okay. So we are the most efficient offense in football. Okay. And our defensive strategy is, according to Beater, our defensive strategy is make them drive the ball 15 plays and make them make more mistakes and the bend but don't break literally that's our defensive strategy so okay so we just hired a ball dom capers okay yeah but, but explain this to me if you have the most efficient offense in football don't you want to maximize the number of times that your offense has the football i mean lo- logic would say yes Okay, that's all I needed to get across. I hope Peter listens to the video. But Mike, if they're so efficient, they can score every single time they have the ball. Why do you even need it so many times? I don't know. Ask well, Mike Patton. So here's the thing. So I, I, I get on paper, I get Beater's argument like, oh, just make them, you know, do long drives and then have to, you know, they'll make a mistake somewhere in there. Um, they showed the um, the statistic the oh boy statistic <laughs> uh, against the Lions last week on their opening drive. The Packers' red zone defense is worst in the league, allowing I think it's like ninety seven percent scoring. I saw that. It's like and it was like it was like seventy five percent touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, we just. We just we're like basically we're basically like the Brewers is we just spot the team like two runs in the first inning and just play from behind the whole way. It's wild. It's wild. And boys, 
we are doing this podcast Saturday morning mm-hmm. for one reason and one reason only because we have some Saturday night football. Oh my God. December is here. I love Saturday night football. Oh, you're telling me, dude. When I found out that... So, because I'm not in God's time zone, a late night football game start on a Sunday is a real, real problem for me Monday morning. Sure. But when I was looking at the schedule and I saw 8-15 start versus the Panthers, uh, what the hell is this? And then I realized it's Saturday night, boys. Yeah. Well, this, this game actually got straight flexed into Saturday night. That's right. Um, when is the last time the Packers played on Saturday night? I cannot remember. Uh, they played the Cardinals in, a, I think, like a week 16 game. And they got absolutely murdered. And right. then, like, the week... I think Goodbye. it was the, I think it was the week after the playoffs started. And then I think we lost them in the playoffs. 2016? Yeah. Does that sound right? Mm, yeah. Is that, okay. is, that the, is that the Hale Rogers? Uh, yes. Or the Hale Janis, as I like to call it. Yeah, that was the that was that was the game where Jeff Janis got more receiving yards in two plays than he did in the entire regular season. He got more receiving yards in two plays than our yards on a football field. That is correct. So, um, okay. Last thing I want to talk about here is I want to get back to the case that I've been making for Aaron Rodgers for MVP. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers has a chance at 50 touchdowns. You know what? Can I uh, can I get in here quick? Yes, sir. Hand up. I was doubting this. Yeah, and that's okay. I would just, okay. I want I want to tell the truth. But, I mean. We're not. We don't talk about other teams, but Patrick Mahomes really helped out our case by throwing three interceptions. Yep. Even though they still won. I have a. I have a super um, dumb question. Has Aaron? And this. This might sound like really highfalutin Packer fan. It's. I'm not meaning for it to be. This is a serious question. Has Aaron Rodgers ever thrown three interceptions in a football game? Yes. Come on, it, Dan. He has. He okay. I'm pretty sure. But for Rodgers to get to 50, he needs to put up four touchdowns in two of the upcoming games and three touchdowns in one of them. Um, We are playing the Panthers' defense, which looks suspect. Yep. The Titans' defense, which from what I understand is average. And then going into Soldier Field, Stolen Valor Field, and (laughs) (laughs) needing to put up three or four touchdowns there. Do you think he can get to 50? No. No. Does the tin does the tin man have a sheet metal cock? Uh, I honestly don't know, Bill. He does. Okay. okay. He does. Jeremy, before uh, I have Bill hit us with the last point here on the game preview, did you find out if Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown three interceptions? Aaron Rodgers has thrown three interceptions in four games in his career. Oh my um, God. Three of them were in the years of 2008 and 2009, and the most recent was 2017 against the Carolina Panthers. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Uh-oh. no. Oh, wow. Boy. Well, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter because Bill? Yep. Aaron Rodgers 
Tell me. Tell oh, me. I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, I don't have the live feed up, so kind of playing it by literal ear. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is back. Aaron Rodgers is back. All the way back. Jeremy, say it. Jeremy. Jeremy, say it. Say it. Say it. Say it, Jeremy. He's say it or. Back. Oh. <laughs> All right, we are moving on to. Are our... we? Are we moving yes. on? Yes. Secret, secret game preview. I'm bearing someone right now, and not just oh. one person, multiple. I'm talking oh about. I am talking about a gangland style mass grave right here. Okay, Bill. Before you bury someone, tell some, our new some ones. Before you bury whom's, whomst multiples. Before Who's you bury burying. Tell, tell our new listeners who may be new to the podcast, you, you know, if we have any, mm-hmm. why bury people on this podcast? All right. So uh, it's very simple. The reason for burying a player or players on this podcast, uh, first of all, we do it to someone who is playing very poorly um, or not as good as they should be because when we do that, they start playing very well or they have a career game this started um a couple years ago uh Devontae adams uh sophomore season when mike said that we we should cut Devontae adams because he was bad and ever since then alone in that sentiment no <laughs> and i don't want him to, i don't want to i don't mean to single him out but i want to be singled out okay. i wanted to cut Devontae adams me too that's fine. I wanted him gone. Well, Jim, you want to cut everyone on the Packers. <laughs> uh... Well, okay, you do. It doesn't matter. Great guy. Anyway. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it started, and then obviously we all know what happened after that. Devontae Adams became um, a top two wide receiver in football, and he's not two. Um, <laughs> so uh, I will be burying the entire... Green Bay Packers middle linebackers, mm. all of them. Mm. Chris Barnes, you buried. Mm. Uh, Christian Kirksey, you buried. Mm. Um, Blake Martinez, wait, hang on. I think he's on the <laughs> Giants. Mm. Any of them, you buried. Mm. So bad, just abysmal. All of you our linebackers come? are garbage. I was actually going to have you name a few linebackers to see if you could, because I cannot. And then you did great. Thank you. All right. We are moving on. Wait, hold on. Bill, are you going to cut them? Am I going to cut them? Yeah, are you going to cut them? Like, oh, cut man. Them I mean, I thought bearing was enough. I, I Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Well, I mean, well, you cut someone, and then they turned into an all-pro, so... You know what? Chris Barnes, off the team. Perfect. Love that. Love it. What do you think he means by that? Okay. I'm a primetime player. I came through when it counted and uh, got my second TV. I got one for my living room now and one for my bedroom. So. We are moving on to our cheese head of the week, Bill. Yes. Our cheese head of the week is someone who acts like a real cheese head. You know this. You know this. Yes. All right. 
um, someone who did something very silly. We like to make fun of people on this podcast, but not ourselves. Um, So, Bill, our cheesehead of the week is very specific to everyone in the world uh, who doubted who doubted the ability that a specific Wisconsin team had to retain a player. So That's right. Who or whom or who are our cheeseheads of the week? All right. So um, this one, like some in the weeks past, this goes out to a many, much big group of people. Um, I don't know how we're going to get this award to all of them, but we shall try. Uh, so this one goes out to all Lakers, Raptors, and even Heat fans. That includes you, Mike. Yes, sir. You're getting this award. Oh, I'm a Heat fan? No, 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 no. Not on this podcast, I'm not. Ooh. Just kidding, everyone. <laughs> Pretend you didn't hear that. Um, the, uh, I don't know what day, Monday, Tuesday? It doesn't matter. I've just been delirious since then anyway, so... Um, the just like I predicted they would, and everyone knew it would happen. The Milwaukee Bucks retained their MVP back to back, Defense Player of the Year, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He signed the five-year, two hundred twenty-three million, two sorry, two hundred twenty-eight million dollar supermax contract. He will be here for six more years, unless he opts out after year five, but. We don't talk about that. Um, so all the Lakers and Raptors and Heat fans who were convinced that Giannis was leaving, even though that he made no nothing to say that he would ever leave, he in fact did not leave. He stay, and I'm very happy. He signed the extension on Tuesday, Dan. Thank you. So congratulations to all NBA fans who are not Bucks fans, which is plenty. Uh, you are our cheesehead of the week. Do you really need two? I mean, can I have one? If you come over and watch some movies with me. All right, we are moving on to our very much alive celebrity prediction. Bill and I, well, Bill mainly, with my support after this season, we are cutting the very much alive celebrity prediction, mainly because I don't put enough effort in finding... Um, or getting the correct answers out of our guests. To be honest, our guests just ramble. It doesn't even really matter what questions we ask. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure why that is such a common thread with our very much live celebrity predictions. I could, um, I could not even think of one reason that would link I, all of them together. No, I, I have no idea. So, um, but luckily for us, Bill, and maybe maybe there's something going on here where Bill just puts in so much effort to get us these great celebrities. That he he just like is like I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. Let's do something different because this week Bill got us a celebrity that um, when I saw the name I thought I know this person. I've seen the show and I'm very excited to introduce Andy Griffith to the podcast. Thank you, Andy, for coming along um, to the podcast. Now I'd like to start here, Andy. Um, you seem like a, a, a nice guy, a, a, a gentleman that um, would be very kind. Shake my hand if I met you in person. But can you talk to me about the ego involved in naming a show after yourself? Part of it is myself and part of it we made up. It was a good eight years for me, I'll tell you that. Huh, good to know. Okay. 
That makes sense. All right. All right. Um, go ahead, Bill. Yeah, Andy. Um, it. Uh, so you. Um, there was a, a town that you were in uh, in in 2012, uh, Manteo, North Carolina, and I'm just curious. What were your thoughts on the whole Manti Teo situation? And did you feel that you also got catfished? When Don left after five years, I was very uh, nervous. And uh, I don't know what we're going to do when Don leaves. Wow. Yeah. Great answer. Um, so the Andy Griffith show, it ages well. Um, I've seen it on the television a couple times. It ages well. There was one thing like that Andy. didn't age There was one thing that didn't age well. And I, you know, I just, I would like you to, um, address an issue. Um, you named your horse Blackie. Mm. How did you come up with that name? Very original for a black horse. And two, do you regret being so creative with the name Blackie for a black horse in your show? <clears throat> See, it's not, all I am is the host. I have a tough time coming back on and saying, well, now we've got to stop and finish now. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, Andy, I want to uh, thank you for stopping by. Um, it's always great to uh, get some insightful answers from our guests here. Um, just real quick before you leave, we would like to get a quick score prediction from you. Um, win, loss, any big stats, keys to the game. You know, betting odds, anything you want, anything you can think of, throw them out to us. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know. All right. Wow. That's a uh, that's a heck of a prediction right there. Thank you, Andy. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. All right. We are moving on to our... Ain't no such thing as curses segment. So our ain't no such thing as curses segment. If you're a Packers fan, you know that the only reason the Packers have lost in the playoffs since we won the Super Bowl is because we've accumulated a mass of curses from all of these teams that we play in the playoffs. Um, and this year, Bill and I, because we love you, the Packers fans, and because we love the Packers, we are taking it upon ourselves to break all curses by apologizing to teams for bad things that have happened to them um, in their franchise history. And by breaking all of the curses that we can, when it does come time to play these teams in the playoffs, we're going to win. Because if there weren't any curses, the Packers would win the Super Bowl every year. So, um, Bill, I'd like to start here by apologizing to the Panthers organization for wasting Cam Newton's career and getting him hurt. Yep, they uh, they definitely did that. Uh, the second thing that I'd like to uh, to apologize for is losing in the playoffs uh, when you were fifteen and one. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be me. Couldn't imagine that happening. I to ooh, me or a team that I cheer for. Sure, I oh man, if if a team that I rooted for went fifteen and one and then lost in the playoffs, oh man, I would be beside myself. I would I would maybe cry. Sure. Sure. And you can lock myself in my room for a couple days. Speaking of crying, I'd also like to apologize for Luke Keekley in general. 
Nailed it. And uh, the last thing I'd like to apologize is for two things. One, that the Panthers' statues outside exist. And then on top of that, I am sorry that they're going to tear them down or have torn them down. I'm not sure. They are already gone, by the way. They're gone. Well, I'm sorry that they're gone. Uh, They were helicoptered away. (laughs) Um, I would like to apologize for Jeans Friday. Um, I'm sorry that uh, that was a thing in general. <laughs> um, it's very unfortunate. Um, if you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. But do you want to tell... You just want to give a little background there. Yeah, yeah that's probably a good idea. Um, so let me make sure I have this. <laughs> you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Make sure I have the, uh, the quick and dirty about this right. Uh, basically, uh, well, Jerry Richardson... Phrasing. Thank you. That was uh, thank you for stepping on my joke. Uh, anyway, um, so basically, Jeans Friday was a company rule that Jerry Richardson initiated, and it basically was that on Friday everyone wore jeans, and it was so that he could look at all the women in their jeans. Yep. Sounds about right. Sounds about white. <laughs> All right, your next one. Uh, is this Germ? Is this you? That would be me. That would that Ooh. would that would be me. All right. I have a few. Um, trying my hand at this, still getting a grip of the um captivating segment. Well, I'm gonna good try news to bring or- good juju to the to the Panthers organization here after we just dragged them a little bit rightfully so rightfully so um so I am sorry that uh Don Capers was the Panthers first head coach he didn't deserve that I did not know that that Don Capers was the first head coach well neither did I not until today I bet his hair has grown an inch since then (laughs) what hair I'm sorry. I I was the rug on his head. My bad. <laughs> All right, and lastly, just quick two for me. I am sorry to the Panthers that uh, Christian McCaffrey didn't score on the goal line at the last second against the Packers last year. You know, you deserve that win. The Packers did not, and I'm sorry that it went poorly for you. Well, Jeremiah, four words for you: Ben, don't break defense. Don't break. Ben would only break 75% of the time, or 97 if you're including field goals. Bend and splinter if there's a if there's a mobile quarterback under center. Teddy Bridgewater, he could scoot. Ooh. Blair Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good, spot down. Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good. He missed it. Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that. All right, we are moving on to our staple of the program. It's the thing program. I think the program, uh, staple of the program. I do think that um, some Packers listeners and Packers fans skip through everything in the podcast just to get to the drinking game, and I don't blame them. I know I do. Well, <laughs> so um, oops. Before before we get into the drinking game, um, we've had some issues here lately. Uh oh. 
people aren't following the rules. And <laughs> I got a note from my lawyer, which costs our podcast about 650 bucks because he charges by the hour and he must be the slowest hyper wow. of emails. 650 bucks, that's almost a whole stimulus check. Yeah, well, uh, we don't talk politics here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Bill, we need, very, we need to be very, <laughs> we need to be very clear about yes. the rules of the drinking game. So my lawyer yes. stopped emailing me and charging me. Well, it's not just your lawyers; it's our lawyers. Oh yeah, okay. So I'm sorry the 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 PVP lawyer. So yep. please be very clear to the people what the rules of the drinking game are, and then we'll get started. Well, see. I don't know why we need so many damn lawyers every week because the rules are very short and very simple. Okay, there's two rules. Rule number one is there are no rules. And rule number two is that when you are playing the drinking game, you are only allowed to drink the highest proof grain alcohol that you can get your hands on or steal or buy or procure by any means, honestly. Um, We don't judge. We don't judge. Hand Uh, sanitizer, get after it. You know what? Vanilla extract, 35% alcohol. If you can stomach it, you can drink it. That's right. Um, we only ask that you do not drink and drive because that is serious business. So don't do that ever, please. Thank you. Um, but if you're not driving, you need to be drinking wherever, whenever. That's right. That's very so. right. Uh, you could be drinking, um, you know, at um, I don't know, what's going on right now in, in the world. December. You know, let's just yeah. Let's just say that you're you're putting up some Christmas lights. Yep. On the roof. Beer in the hand. Beer in the hand when you're up there. Yep. They say a, a beer in the hand is worth is worth uh, two in the bush. Bush. Right. And there it is. Oh, you know what? I like that. Um, I, I was like actually going to make the exact same joke as Bill. Good on you. And uh, hey. you know, I don't I don't really care what the slope of what is that called the slope of your roof the pitch. I don't care what the pitch of your roof is. Um, don't give me that look, Jeremy. Ditching I'm sorry. it. I'm sorry you don't understand what the word pitch of the roof means, but that's fine. It's the as long as it's 60 feet, 6 inches from home, I don't care. <laughs> so, all right. As always, drink responsibly. Let's get into it. Yes, sir. Drink your drink whenever the announcers, your friends, family, or anyone on Twitter says... Quote, the Packers control their own destiny. And if you want to do a little callback here, mm. that means posteriously. What, what word am I going for? Posthumously. Oh. You need to have. You said two different words. Already, because you should have known the rules. And I started out the entire podcast with the fact that it's control your own destiny season. It's That's that. right. Uh I am uh, looking ahead here. Um, You're good. Yep. Chug the bottle when Robbie Anderson does anything because Packers Twitter has wanted him for years. Has just been crying about him for years. And we didn't get him. Yeah. And um, now he's on the Panthers. I like, And a second thing there is, is anytime, you know, Bill, I'm going to add on, anytime that something happens with a Packers wide receiver. Let's say MVS drops the ball, which never mm-hmm. happened. Never. Um, because he is now the second best wide receiver. He's he's top two and two. Um, wow. And <laughs> so if he were to, say, drop a football, let's make sure you take an extra drink for that. Yep, definitely do that. 
Um, take a shot, pour yourself a nice little shot. Uh, when the announcer references Teddy Bridgewater's quote familiarity with the Packers defense, mm. you know, because he played in against the Packers multiple times a year for a couple of years there. Right. Even though there was a different defensive coordinator for the Packers, but well, you know. we don't know. Well, is it really that different? Well, it's a different person, so technically. <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah, I got one. Um, chug your beer. This is for all you beer drinkers out there. Chug your beer when Devontae Adams scores the first touchdown of the game when the Packers drive right down their throats because it helps my fantasy team. It helps you guys. It's the only stakes I have in this game is Devontae Adams is going to score the first touchdown of this game because that's just what happens. I just yeah. placed my prop bet. Do you think... Uh... Do you think when when uh, MLF is scripting out the first 10 15 plays, do you think he makes a little flow chart and then at the bottom just big circle uh Tay first touchdown like I don't care what else happens just get him get him ball. Yes, it's Devonte 3 yard out, 3 yard out, something to Robert Tunyon, maybe a run, Packer sweep and then Devonte Adams over the middle touchdown. Nailed it. Um Bill, do you want to go? Sure. Uh, slam a beer if EQ gets a tutty. We have moved up. For those of you who are new to the podcast, before it was slam a beer if EQ gets a catch. He's starting to become which like lasted beer. for nine weeks. Yep, uh, he's starting to um, move up the ladder because, like Beater prophesized, uh, EQ is an integral part of this offense, mm-hmm. and now we are in EQ touchdown territory. Oof. That's where we're at. So, well, um, take a nice shot of, of a decent vodka when Macon Crosby goes missing Crosby after his uh-oh. 58 yard last week. Uh, and the only reason I say that, Bill, is because we're truth tellers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy since we're playing the pa- the Panthers, and the Panthers quarterback was Cam Newton. I thought maybe we we put in a little science tie here. Ooh, um, Bill, do you, do you know Newton's second law? Uh, if there's a loose ball, don't dive on it. Yeah. And. <laughs> did I get it? Yeah, yeah you did. So I'm going okay, cool. to the third, move on to the third law, which is um, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Uh, and so a nice 58 yarder means a missed extra point. That means he's going to miss one 58 yards. No, oh he's he going to miss an extra point. Oh, holy Moses! <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> all right, Bill. Um, all right. So you, this one's a bit of a doozy. Uh, snort the salt, shoots tequila, squeeze the lime in your eye when they reference the "Oh, you've been watching film, huh?" Cam quote. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you attacked our middle linebackers at the beginning of the podcast because that was the point in Clay Matthews' career where he was giving us so little value on the outside that we were like, we have to do something with him. And we put him at middle linebacker and he was exposed by Cam Newton via microphone uh, in front of the entire world. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, and then the last one for me, take a sip. And this, speaking of bad, this could be bad for everyone so i want you to just take a sip do not 
overdo it on this one. But take a sip for every yard the Packers defense gives up on the ground. My God. Might be the worst one we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Just be careful. Yeah. Remember the um, All right. So finally here, uh, finish a drink when the Packers start the season 13-0. The Packers will start 13-0. That's right. What was the injury? My knee. All right, we are moving on to our last segment, our last staple of the program, Bill. It is things to remember if the Packers lose, even though they won't lose, because you are listening to the Packers pregame podcast, they're going to start 13-0. They've never had a losing result when the Packers pregame podcast is put out on time. So, um, if you do lose, though, I am, in, I am in the state of Georgia, right on the edge of South Carolina. I'll probably be watching the game in South Carolina tonight. So there may be some Panthers fans roaming the streets afterwards. Wow. Knowing that, knowing who I am, knowing about the podcast, showing up to, to the house, and verbally assaulting Wow. The lose, even though they won't. So um, you got to have some things in your back pocket to throw at them. A couple insults, jabs, if you will. Bill... Mm-hmm. What should we remember if the Packers lose, even though they won't lose? Well, first things first, uh, Aaron Rodgers would dive on a loose ball in a Super Bowl. That he would. That he would. That he would. And, and, and we know that Cam Newton wouldn't because of his second law. Uh-huh. Jeremy? All right. I am here on behalf of the Panthers and things to remember if they lose, which is more than likely – Panthers have been to more and won the same amount of Super Bowls this century as the Packers. Very cool. Wow. Very cool. Very um, cool. Very cool. Um, so I'm glad Bill explained this earlier, but uh, just remember that we didn't have to fire our owner because of Jeans Friday. Mm. I got to walk that back. All the of Panthers have yeah. the Panthers have not won a Super Bowl. I don't know what I was thinking. That's okay. They've yeah, been to more though. They have been to more. Been to more. Yeah. Jake DeLome. <laughs> uh, if our owner Z got fired, uh, Z probably wouldn't make it contractually obligated that the organization cannot remove his statues. <laughs> Zer statues. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, oh, you can always remember this. Our state didn't lose the basketball all-star game. And with that, plenty of state tax revenue because we were weirded out by trans people in their bathrooms. We don't um, talk about this. Ooh, well, yeah. Apparently trans people are political now. I don't know. Ooh. Bad take. Jeremy? If the Panthers lose, better draft pick. Am I right? You are. Love Very that. right. What do you think he means by that? Who can say? Bill? Um, oh, I guess pretty sure me. this is you. It's Z? It is Zoo. Um, remember that we didn't lose the Super Bowl to the most broke down version of Peyton Manning. The one that couldn't throw the ball more than 20 yards had a ton of neck surgeries, injected his wife's steroids in his left eye 
and threw like nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions that year. Lost his job to Brock Osweiler at some point during the year. Well, takes all of us, right? Yep. All right. Things to remember. If the Panthers lose against the Packers, they do not lose to the Cardinals in the playoffs. Just one time, but they don't do it all the time. Very cool. Really enjoying uh, this segment there, Jeremy. Uh, Very cool. Fun fact, everyone. Charlotte is home to the highest rated children's museum in the country. Uh, I would not pride myself on a place that lures children to it, but you do you. Uh, anyway, I guess you could call them Bad Charlotte, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh, Bill. That's good. <laughs> All right. Um, although I did attend this place, at least one of our biggest attractions in our state isn't an oversized mansion built by an egotistical bleephole who took his inherited wealth and created a museum about himself for himself, uh, which is the Biltmore. Go ahead and do your research on that. Do your research. Um, do your research. The Vanderbilts. Biltmore. Biltmore. Better houses, am I right? That's right. Um, there's not a better house than this, uh, which is the issue. Um, that's it. That is the Packers pregame podcast. You are welcome for listening. Uh, we want to thank Jeremy for making an appearance here. Uh, it is, once again, it is 444 GTZ, God's time zone. And for those who don't know, this is the Packers podcast. For those who know why and how the game happened, but they want to know when, where, and what. And we will see you next week when the Packers take on the Tennessee Titans. Bill, send us out. Go Pack, go.